I'm Ruben Belliard. I'm a New Yorker and a former Marine. I also own one of New York City's toughest fitness studios, The Training Lab. I've seen how adversity in the gym translates to valuable lessons in life. I'm obsessed with the fitness industry, and I'm always looking to learn and discuss what works, what doesn't, and how to be better. This podcast is a way to talk with other industry experts and share experiences and stories. I tell my clients in every class, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. So let's get uncomfortable. Hey guys, I hope you enjoy the first episode of Mind, Body, and Business. Today's topic is being female in fitness. My guests are four badass trainers who got their shit wired tight. The ladies break down what it's really like to be a woman and working in fitness, and the talk gets real, real fast. There is so much more we can cover, and we will in upcoming episodes. But in the meantime, I hope you enjoy our lively discussion. And as always, I hope you've learned something you didn't know. I know I did. Today, we have a few young ladies here with us. So we're going to go around the room and just introduce ourselves. And I'm going to let them give themselves, uh, give us a little background on themselves. We're going to start with uh, Coach Alice. Hi. So um, I'm originally from California. I went to Cal Poly, degree in nutritional science. I was also a college triathlete, so competed all four years. Have always been active, but I got back into health and fitness um, in my 30s, actually. And since doing that, I've taught for Barry's Boot Camp, I've taught indoor cycling, um, I've taught, gosh, Pure Bar, um, Orange Theory Fitness, and then moved to New York City. And here in the city, I've coached for Mile High Run Club, City Row, and once again, I'm back with Orange Theory Fitness on East 39th. Thanks for coming. Thanks um, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and now we have Coach Kylie. Kylie. Coach Kylie. Hi. I went to school out in California. Um, I went to school for dance performance. Um, <laughs> woot woot. Uh, and then I started out teaching dance, actually, to very small children. We were like three. Um, and then got into yoga, got my yoga certification while I was still in college out there. Then got into fitness, got my um, personal training certification, and then moved out to New York. Um, I've taught, oh, God. Vinyasa yoga, mega former classes, boot camps, all of it, a little bit of everything. I work at Training Lab um, and the New York Athletic Club on Central Central Park South. Great. Thank you for coming. And Coach Daria, tell us a little about yourself. Hey, guys. I'm Daria. I'm from New Jersey. No. Yes. (laughs) Um, A little bit on me. Born and raised in New Jersey. I went to school in Kentucky, which was a big culture shock, but I cheered there competitively for four years. D1 school, kind of just like that big show going on cheer right now. So that's pretty much what I was doing in college. There I was studying health and human performance um, when I tore my ACL, which kind of jump-started my fitness journey and life. It was all about rehabbing, getting back to cheerleading, and then I realized how much fitness was just just such a big part of lifestyle and how I needed to keep this in my life going forward. From there, I moved back to Jersey. I got involved at a gym that I'm still with. It's called DNI Fitness in South Orange. I work there twice a week, as well as I work at the training lab full-time, doing a lot of different things, classes, private training. I do some social media work with Ruben as well. And I also just recently started coaching at Ox and Flow in uh, Soho and NoHo. Awesome. And last but not least, 
Coach Gabby. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Gabby. I'm originally from Bermuda. Uh, I moved out here 11 years ago to pursue my dream in musical theater because when you want to do musical theater, you move to New York City. Uh, I quickly realized that the audition world is just not my jam. I didn't like people telling me that they didn't like how I looked. Uh, And during that time, I was introduced to group fitness and like what that was all about that was like back in 2014 when it started to get really big. At that point, I realized how much I loved doing it, um, got certified, started coaching uh, at a couple of places. Uh, I also fell in love with obstacle course racing, so I've been doing that for a handful of years now. I was supposed to compete competitively this year. Um, I'm currently out with a fractured metatarsal right now. This is fun. Uh <laughs> Currently, you can find me at the training lab and at Finish Line Physical Therapy down on 23rd Street. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, ladies, for um, being here today. So we're going to just dive right into it, right? So so today is about being, you know, a female in fitness and, like, some of the obstacles that you guys might face that someone like me might not face. Um, so we're just going to kind of just kick it right off and, you know, just tell me in your own words, like, I'll start with you, Hollis. Like, hey, what it, you know, do you think women are represented well, you know, in today's industry? I think it depends on how you're representing, whether it's on social media, publication, television, movies. Um, I think that there's definitely a broader representation now, which is really exciting to see. Um, but I feel like we definitely do have some room for growth. I would love to focus more on strong, competitive women doing some really badass shit. Um, I think it tends to shift a lot to the exterior and um, the appearance and how somebody looks. And I think that that can take away from what she's actually capable of accomplishing. Um, The amount of time and energy and sacrifices that go into being a competitive athlete or just a rock star athlete takes a lot. And I think a lot of people forget about that. And it's just like, oh, I look really pretty and I want to look skinny and I want to look, you know, great in my bikini when I go on vacation. But it's um, so much more than that. So I think I, I would love to see a bigger shift towards our capabilities. So let me let me ask you this. How, let's talk about very specific, like yeah. in the trenches, like in studios, teaching classes, yeah. like in that. Let's let's use that example as one. You know, as women, you know, teach classes. Mm-hmm. Do you, how do you think they're represented specifically to that? Hmm. I think it depends on the instructor, right? We all like see ourselves as our own brand, and we make the decisions how we want to represent ourselves. Um, hopefully, the company that we work for supports us. Um, I think if. If it would be challenging to work for a company that would be purely um, sold on sexiness, like you must look sexy, you must look this certain way to teach here, I think that'd be bullshit because somebody could be incredibly beautiful and photograph really well, but they might not have the skills to do the job and to do the job well, right? So like there's a difference there. Um, and it's it's really being able to stand up for yourself and say, no, like this is this is something that I'm passionate about and this is the way that I look and that's okay, you know? Yeah, no, no, that's good. That's a good point. How about you, Kylie? I guess just to piggyback off of that whole like there's like a societal pressure I think in obviously in our country as a whole as women but definitely in definitely in fitness as well to look a certain way and to be a certain way or have a certain essence. Um, 
I've worked for companies where it's expected that, like, as a female, you should be peppy and cute and sweet and cheerleadery, and that that can also tie into your appearance as well. Like, you should look sweet, and you should be done up, and you should have your hair done for coaching a class. And like, why if I'm if I'm leading people in a sweaty thing, why do I have to look a certain way where like my male coworker may not have to? Um, so I think that there's definitely not in all fitness spaces, but in the overall arch of it, like there's room for us to grow in terms of like equality between men and women and like what men are expected to look like and what women are expected to look like, I feel is a completely different thing in this realm still. And even though we've made huge strides in like Mm -hmm. strong women being acceptable and like lifting weights for women being acceptable, which is awesome. I think there's still a lot farther to go in that. That's a good, that's a good point of view. How about um, Daria? Um, bringing it to kind of a different topic, but piggybacked off your equality comment, I think as a, a female professional in the industry, coaching classes, I mean, just gaining respect from the client, both male and female, whereas, you know, if you come into the training lab, say for the first time and I'm coaching and you're this big beefy guy you like look at me and you're like, this is my coach. And I have to work every class, two, three, four classes to like reel you in. And for you to respect me as a coach and, and buy into that, I'm educated and I know what I'm doing and I know how to coach you, even though you're this big beefy guy, right? Whereas if you're standing at the front of the turf and somebody new comes in, they're like, oh, this big mock, like there's this big guy there. There's not a second a second guess or a second question from the consumer. And that's on the male side and the female side because I feel like a lot of females come in and they're taken back by being coached by another female. It's hard to get, you know, instruction and correction from another female, especially if the female is maybe younger than you. That I feel tends to be a big issue. So I just think um, gaining our respect as a coach in the industry and proving that we're educated and knowledgeable and we're capable to provide you what you need or what you're looking for. Well said, well said. Gabby? What the hell am I supposed to say now? (laughs) (laughs) This is not fair. You've put me forth in line. What these ladies have said have been everything. (laughs) I I think that um, one of the things that I've told all of you guys since starting this whole like project and did some research is like, you know, I feel just being an owner and having to having to explain to people why I have, you know, female trainers, it's like I got to sell their credibility, right? Like, I'm like, you know, I've kind of, I've kind of gone to the where like, look, you trust me? Yes. Okay, then fucking trust me and because I trust her. <laughs> you know, you trust her. So it's kind of because I don't have time to explain like, hey, this is why she is worthy. I mean, you should at least give her a try. That's what I think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think hearing all you guys, you know say what you said, it goes back to um, something that me and the and my producer, Alani, were going back and forth on, like, what should the, the title be, right? Like, I wanted the title to be Leaders or Eye Candy, right? Like, what is that? <laughs> is that what women, you know, in fitness are portrayed to? You know, obviously, mm-hmm. we made leaps mm-hmm. in... Oh, 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 oh okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, so I know. So before, before like, you know keyboard warriors and the internet police can get me. That's not what I think. 
you know, I think that perception has changed a lot, but I think some people still have that perception. So now that you heard that, you know, I mean, uh, there's definitely I'll, people that come to class based to on look to look at someone to look at 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, like we were talking to I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on your toes, but we were talking yeah. that most people who go to group fitness classes and I'm not sure what it's like at the training lab, but most people are females. Right. So you may have like 60 to 80 percent females, maybe your yeah. entire class is female. Right. So, of course, they you know, they're they're looking for something a little bit different. Um, and so it's like taking that opportunity to really show them that, you know what, I'm also a female and we're going to have a really great workout. And like, you can actually trust me with the workout. It's going to be fun. You're going to have a great time. You're going to get strong. You're going to be able to move well and you'll feel really successful at the end of it. But, you know, sometimes they come for something different. So yes, eye candy. Uh, another thing that I would think that clients not are just like looking visually at your face, but definitely your body mm-hmm. is this trainer fit. Do you want an unfit trainer? Do you want set? Yes, they be maybe knowledgeable. And yes, they have every certification in the world, but are they actually practicing what they preach? I think that's a big part of this fitness industry. If you don't have muscle definition, if you don't have this or this, you're not going to be a popular trainer. You have to have a certain aesthetic in this in this world. You know, I would say though that that's not entirely true just because the perception might be in- like that. The perception might be like that, but I think that you know, we're all we're all human, right? We work really hard, we get tired, we, we get We all have hurt. our sport, we all yeah. have our way of training. And we, yes. get, and we get hurt, so there are there are times where look, some sometimes that takes a backseat, you know, because you know, we have to work, but hey, we can't commit that. Like, obviously, look, I've been through like three knee surgeries. You know, life gets crazy. Work gets crazy. So I haven't worked out in three weeks. I know. That. Well, you <laughs> broke your foot, so it gets hard. So I think that's something that, you know, I think people should just be more aware of, right? Like, look, we're we're not – people expect, like, this experience and this, like, and this – when they come to a, a specific class. But, like, look, we're all – people and we're all human and we mm-hmm. like we break are. down at times but do you think like on that do you think that men have more leeway than women most definitely yes and like I'm that, like definitely the, i mean that's a like a huge difference right there now if you see like a man like if you were to coach in this you're wearing a hoodie if you were to coach in a hoodie compared to if i were to coach in a hoodie people's opinions would be completely different so a thing at the training lab that a bunch of ladies and I have talked about is we wear baggier shirts. Our shirts mm. are not form-fitted. What if – just a question to throw out. What if we wore form-fitted crop top shirts or were able to wear a training lab bra? Yeah, I wouldn't. No, no, no. I'm it saying like happen. I wouldn't do it necessarily, but mm-hmm. what would our numbers look like? What would – how would people respond to coming to a class? How – do you – because – do you wear a, a bra or a tighter shirt when you – It depends on where I'm teaching. Um, mm-hmm. At Orange Theory, I'm always an Orange Theory tank top. Um, yeah. And if I'm teaching at City Row, it's either a tank top or sometimes a sports bra. Sometimes it gets really hot in the studio. I mean mm-hmm. we're talking like 80 degrees. Um, and so sometimes it's just like a, a long tank to- or a sports bra. But the response mm-hmm. to that – like mm-hmm. when you see someone in class that's working out in just a sports bra compared mm-hmm. to the girl that's wearing a baggy shirt, you know, that you're going to get a different response f- from w- your apparel and then what you actually look like under that apparel. Oh, that's, that's a good point. I think that's a good point on one of the drawbacks, right? Like what are all the drawbacks that you guys have seen 
that a male counterpart doesn't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a great mm-hmm. example. Like, I mean, I, I only teach in my hoodie. I don't <laughs> want to wear anything True. else. <laughs> you know? What are other drawbacks you see, Kylie? Anything? Oh, man. I, to bounce. That, is that many? Is that many? <laughs> <laughs> the list Shit. is long. Um, to, to bounce off of that, I've definitely seen, not at, not at training lab, but at other jobs overall, that, like, I've never seen an overweight female trainer I've seen a lot of overweight male trainers, which is fascinating to me because I don't think I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible for like a woman to actually get work in this industry and like look a certain way, right? Whereas dropping bombs, I like. I'm sorry, but like I've been in numerous gyms where I've had like coworkers or independent trainers. I'm like. Really? Like the person you're training is more in shape than you are, but I I could never pull that off. Like I wouldn't be hired as a trainer if I looked the way that like some of these guys do. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a really big double standard. It's like having your health teacher drink Coke in front of you and tell right. you not to drink Coke. <laughs> like, but don't have sugar. Right. Or like have yeah. your doctor be like, you know, you should eat healthy. And then they're like ordering McDonald's. Or smoking like, a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, like registered dietitians where they're like morally obese. I'm like, bro, you don't what? even want follow your fucking own instructions. Like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a good point. Daria? No, I'm, right now I'm just soaking it all in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I think she, we're all here. Dara is speechless. We're Holy shit, somebody put this down. I think put we're hitting a down. lot of good topics. Um, also, I, I, another thing that we have to deal with more than men, I think, is just how to deal with men <laughs> in class, right? How to mm-hmm. properly... Man ego, mansplaining. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's so many different things, but also, like, most instructors are on the attractive side but how to deal with them and like not getting them to like be hitting on you in class or Mm -hmm. to be coming to class because they want to like see you like no they you want to come to class or you want to create that um rapport with with them as a male that like no I am your instructor at this point I am in charge of you but not like guys like that in charge thing it's like not a dominatrix thing guys like that's not what's happening in class and it's hard to differentiate between that sometimes there are guys that literally like me to yell at them they want me to yell at them they like basically look at me like yell at me more <laughs> serious and figuring out how to deal with that as an instructor is is a challenge. That's uh, that's probably just at our gym. More at the gym. No, I don't, no, 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 not at our gym. But I think. But that I mean, goes, like, I think that, goes both, that goes both ways, right? But because I've I've had my it could fair a share little of that bit, also. But of I women. think it's more heavily on women. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, just dealing with the male in the workplace in a in a spot where you're vulnerable, you're sweaty, you're you're in I mean, a it's place, physical place of discomfort, right? Because like. And and especially, like, a guy or, like, for example, we're doing a bent-over row, say, and guy's like, oh, I want to do this 50-pound dumbbell. And they're like, I can, I can do it. I'm like, no, 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 your form is crazy. Like, let's drop that. Let's get a 40-pound dumbbell. They're like, no, 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 I can do it. You know what I mean? It's like it's a sense of yeah. them wanting to, like, show off to prove to me as a female, whereas if it was you, they'd be like, oh, yeah, screw this 50. I got this 40. I got you. <laughs> in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Well, right? I think that comes that. That's part of like just being a fucking man, right? Yeah, you know, unfortunately. That, you know, and look, and I think I'm guilty of the same thing, right? Because I had a swim coach. You know, I've had a few swim coach, but I, I've looking back, especially during all the research I did for this, I was like, shit, I used to work harder for her. You know, when I was like, when she was, I was almost drowning just to make the time hacks that she would tell me, but I was like, 
fuck, it did work. But you know what? I thought she was better than all the other coaches I had, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Maybe she was better. Yeah, she, she was. <laughs> she's just you know, a better coach. <laughs> yeah. She was. Yeah. No, she, was. She, was she was definitely, I mean, she's, she was very good. Um, yeah, giving form corrections to men is probably one of the, my most challenging on-the-job things that I have to deal with on a very consistent basis, you know, helping somebody with their form, recommending a lighter weight, recommending no weight, right? Like, I'm here for you. I'm here to help support you so that you're moving well. There's that look of like, I got it. No, actually, you don't. I'm not just telling you to tell you, like, I'm telling you to help you. And, um, and sometimes like, there's a point where you just like walk away, like, fine, like you, you're, Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're going to win this battle. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You came here. Yeah. For me to coach you. Yeah. Open your ears. Right. But then their ego, it's like an ego thing. Yeah. Right. Especially their ego takes a hit. We probably lift heavier than a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm looking down the room like, we probably throw some serious weight around. So but that's, that's the thing, right? Like they see you do yes. it, especially if right. you're demonstrating, yes. right? If you're, if you're working in a space where you're demonstrating a lot and you demonstrate with like a 50 pound dumbbell and then they go try to do it with a 50 pound dumbbell and they're like, well, shit, I, what? If yeah. she can do it, I should be able to do it because she's smaller than me, and that yeah. makes her. Weaker. I mean, it, right. but you know what? It, yes, it, it is a lot of men, but also women do this. They look at you as in like um, you don't look like you can do that type of thing. I've had it before. Like uh, I had Whoa. someone in a class tell me, "Oh, you can't do that." I'm like, wow. "Awesome, you're in my class, and you were telling when you me were that- the teacher." Yes. Wow, that's ballsy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually had I had a female instructor tell me one time, oh, yeah, because I'm a petite person, but she said, oh, here are the lighter weights for you. Mm. And I was livid. It's like, you've never even met me. You've never seen me move before. But to assume that I need the lighter weights because I'm a small human was bullshit. And I went right over and picked up the heavy weights and said, thanks for your recommendation. <laughs> I never went back because I was so mad. Like, I just, I felt like I had been let down by my own side, you know? Mm. If a guy were to say that, I'd be like, you don't even know. Watch me show you. But with her, I was like, oh, that was like <laughs> a next level. You know, that was, that was. Yeah, that's, you rough. know, that's one of the th- first things that I've encountered when I hired my, you know, my first female trainer. You know, I thought it was going to be people would be like, you know, fuck yeah, you know, girl power, this is great. And it was the complete fucking opposite. It was like, I don't want no girl yelling at me. This is fucking bullshit. I'm not going to take her class. I'm like, you don't even fucking know her. They hated me, Ruben. They hated me. Did it? Did it? <laughs> well, also, you weren't. You, no, she I wasn't. was the first one after. But you also didn't come from any, any military training. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I different. I had a hard road to pave. but Yeah. It's, it, I was it. just dumbfounded by like, I'm like, are you really telling me this right now? Thanks like, for paving it for us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've made announcements for Kylie, like, don't be an asshole to Kylie and listen to her in class because she knows what she's doing. Literally, in class, I've said that to our clients before. Yeah, I, just, so I was just taken yeah. back by how much resistance I was getting, and I was like, wait, but I thought this was a good thing. Well, you know? when you hired me, how many times did Julie Ash tell you she didn't want to be coached <laughs> yeah. by me, by a, by a female? Yeah, it's no. true. She loves me now. So you well, got that yeah. from men and women. It's great. Men and no, women. No, no. Men did not. Men didn't care. Didn't care. Uh-huh. The women were in an uproar. And I was like, Fascinating. what the fuck hmm. is going on? I think it's also this that comes with the style that happens at the training lab. But that's. Because it's. Separate. It is a more. It's a more masculine space. Masculine yeah. Space, yeah. Traditionally. Yeah. Well, that was. Uh, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> 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 
Um, all right, guys. So what are the things that women bring that men don't bring? I can tell you a few things. Okay, wait. Let me tell Let's you a few it. things that I hear, you know, that I that I um, I observe. Like, and I'm, I probably told all of you guys this. Like, and I know this might sound a little bit Texas or whatever, but this is what I say. And, correct, you know, tell me we say better if you find a way. But people are like, oh, it's that time of the month. I'm like, it fucking happens every month. Like, deal with it. You should be accustomed to that shit. You know, but I don't know really what cramps feel like, you know. I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't. But... You know, that's something that I can never associate myself with. I'm like, I don't know really what you're feeling. I'm just going to say, suck the fuck up and move on, you know. <laughs> but I think that's one of the things that, you know, you guys, you know, there's a lot of things that happen there that I can never, ever experience or I'm going to experience or be able to relate to. Male tra- trainers should educate themselves on the female, female reproductive, reproductive system. system. No, no, no. I mean, just men in general. Men no, in general, no, no, definitely. No. But because we're working in this world of bodies, yeah. it should be a part of their education. Look, don't get me wrong. Like, I am like an expert on prenatal fucking training because <laughs> you go the, learn. In I've learned. Years. I've had so many clients that have gone pregnant. Like, I was literally on vacation reading a book on what to expect when expecting, and somebody's like, um, you're by yourself here. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, why are you reading that book? I'm like, it's just my first client. She's pregnant. I don't know what to expect. So, <laughs> so I am, I'm reading so I can educate myself. I'm like, these are the things that happen to a woman's body. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, I should be, you know, careful of it. So yeah, like I'm like when they get pregnant, I'm like, oh, I got you. I know this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. Like, what we could do. <laughs> so like, it's one of those things that, like you said, you have to educate yourself, especially since. 80% of the people that come to the lab are women. You know? And in group fitness, period. Yeah. Yeah. In group fitness, yeah. yeah. And I think that, yeah, our periods, that's part of it. And our ability to train through it, you know, it's like some days are going to be easier than other days. Why? Because of our hormones and really understanding that hormone fluctuation that you were talking about. Um, but then also like understanding and recognizing the triad, right? So for those of us who train and lose body fat and drop low so that we lose our period what else comes with that like osteoporosis is a big problem bone fractures are a big problem and so like recognizing what else women endure because of our hormones hormones are incredibly powerful we fuck with them all the time and so like really understanding the ramifications of what we're doing to our body Um, i think that's also part of it too and guys really it's like we don't have to be scared to talk about it. Like it's, you know, it's, it's okay. We're, we're not sharks. We're not gonna <laughs> <bite you. laughs> I will say though, like periods or cramps or not, women have insane pain tolerances, right? No, like biologically that. and like every single female client I've ever had personal training wise has like pushed through way more than any of my men because of that. No, because like, we have to like sit here and like work out and have cramps. And be like, like oh, I'm fine. Time. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm dying, but I'm fine. I got fine. it. <laughs> no, no, I would I would I would attest to that because look, I have trained thousands of people, right? Like mm-hmm. for decades. And if I had to tell like, hey, who do you think is the strongest sex? I'd be like women are because men just fucking break down and just give the fuck up. Yeah. Especially like in our, in, like in our class, like right in our, in the environment we create, it's, it's a, an environment of, of adversity and we'll push you and then we find a crack and we'll just dig into that crack. Men crack fucking like it's nothing. Oh, yeah. You know, women, you're so like, early. I'm like, holy shit, they this woman. They suffice so fast. You know, I, I, think, I think moms are the toughest women alive, you know, well, because yeah. they deal with shit. Like Because when you see a dedicated mom, Especially after the, they give birth, like, and they're trying to get back into it. I have never seen somebody so focused 
as a new mom getting back into it, getting her old body back, or just getting back into shape, hands down, the toughest person I've seen are new moms getting back into it. Especially our program exposes it. And from my personal experience, I, I would say <laughs> just women are tougher. That's just what it is. <laughs> and I'm not here just kissing ass. I'm just just being honest. I don't get beat up by the Amazon. <laughs> right. Because we could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On a different topic of something that women potentially bring to the table that men don't, I don't know if I'm like maybe biased for saying this, but I think women bring a lot more creativity. Mm. Just creativity. Why do you say that? I just feel like men are just very into like the traditional lifts. Like think of our five barbell movements. That's what you have cycling, right? Whereas, like, guys are more okay with just doing, like, bench at this, you know, five by five or whatever it is. Whereas ladies, I feel like they're like, oh, well, let's do the chest fly with a leg raise. And, like, it just gets, like, more creative. Um, I'm not sure why, but I I feel like women tend to have a little bit more creativity within their workouts or in their variety of whatever it is that they're they're coaching. Now, would you say that creativity is, is replacing the effectiveness of it or is it just creativity? No, I wouldn't say replacing the effectiveness um, because what's effective to you may not be effective to me. And that's all I think kind of, you know, can be can be taken in many different ways. But I just think that that women are or right maybe more overthinking we overthink things more we want to do do something like next level like I really want to impress my clients or like right because we're constantly trying to reel our clients in and I'm constantly trying to like prove my worth to them as an instructor I'm like ooh, if I do this like this will murder them and blah like whatever it is I just feel like women tend to have a little bit more variety and creativity within their programming if that female is allowed to program because a lot of times at gyms the programming is preset and you're basically an actor just going through the motions mm -hmm. of saying what it is that you wrote down on a paper to give me you walk into the gym you have no idea what the hell i'm teaching and if i walked out you <laughs> wouldn't be able to just pick up class because you wouldn't know what was going on whereas some some other facilities there's a preset workout where i can be like all right hand off kylie you're in i'm out and it, it would be, be fine, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but also I think just to to balance that out and maybe that's not necessarily the, the conversation, but when you are providing – because I, I do teach at locations that provide programs. Mm -hmm. We actually bring that program to life because there's like a difference of just reciting what it is to do and actually coaching it and understanding what the movements are, understanding the why behind the movement, understanding the, the options, the progressions, the regressions. And that's where we as educated fitness professionals – actually have an impact, right? We can see the way that some somebody's moving like, ah, you know what? I know that's what the program says. That's not really going to work for them. Let's give them this option instead. They're still working the same muscles. When we're able to say that to them, then we're just reinforcing our credibility. And I totally agree with yeah. you. I think that we do bring a lot more creativity because I think we've been exposed to a lot more. Traditionally, we tend to go to more fitness classes than guys. And so we've seen other things that we're willing to try other things. At least that's where I'm where I'm coming from. But um, I just wanted to like put that out there you too. Don't, so, so you don't, you don't feel like your you don't feel like your creativity is being held back by your boss giving you a preset. Nope. Program. In fact, I feel like it actually sometimes opens it up a little bit um, because I'm able to look at the skeleton and really forces me to think about how I can put my stamp on it. So that it almost like opens it up a little bit and and um, the way that I can actually coach it because I want to be you know, unique and I want to be true to myself. So how can I do that 
while I'm coaching something that's being coached that same day around the world. So, and that's just how like I come to it. Um, I've written my own programs for years as well. And um, I do enjoy that aspect. Having done both, I don't have a preference because when push comes to shove, it's still me delivering it. But well, I think that's more of a question for development of the actual trainer. And mm-hmm. you know, with Diary Sands, like I don't program any classes at the training lab, right? So we have just an overview topic and a skeleton, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a skeleton. It's like, yeah. hey, these are these are the basic principles that you must hit. It's up to you to you know mm-hmm. take the take the client through the journey of that of that class and hit these elements. How you hit them, mm-hmm. I don't care. You have to, but you have to hit them. You know, one of the things I, one of the reasons I do that is because when I first started, I was like, I was getting a program. I'm like, this program sucks, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, teach this program. And then, but you know, you do it. And I was like, eventually, I'm like, well, I'm not, I have ideas. I can't implement these ideas. I can't, you know, enhance it. I can't, I can't, you know, fail. You know, I'm like, this is, you know, something works in my head. It didn't work in real life. It gave me and gives, my, you know, my trainers an ability to kind of just, you know, develop in their own world. And look, for, for business practices, I know, hey, this is a standard. This is what we have to do. And they understand that I'm just like an advocate against it because it, I think it stifles creativity in, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see the purpose for it in business wise. But I always tell them, if I, like, if you start working for us, it's like, look, you either you succeed or you don't. Like, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'll, I'll teach you the basics, but you have to be able to, you know, in a class that as dynamic as ours, you have to be quick on your feet. And if you can't do that, yeah. you know, we'll we'll figure that out in like in a month. And that's where the creativity and the experience right. really comes into play. But whether it's pre-programmed or not, you still have to think on your feet yeah. because mm-hmm. people are moving quickly. Yeah. Some people, <laughs> they just forget what, what to do. You know, you yeah. can repeat it and they don't understand what you're saying. So well, one of the things that I've noticed with all the ladies at the lab is like, they make my class look boring. You know? <laughs> I just look like a man. That's what I just said, <laughs> as in the ladies provide more creative you workouts. Know, I'm like the I'm like the mean old guy now. <laughs> because I just you like hey, standard this is... three things that you do. Everyone knows what you're gonna and do. It, it just varies from like, you know, fifty or a hundred, depending on how I'm feeling. Uh-huh. You know? And then we get into the basics and we just grind and grind mm-hmm. and grind, you know? But, I mean, like, that's the, the, the clients come for that. that. That's your right. thing. Yeah, that's my thing. And I think we all have a good balance because it's like they know if they come to me, they're going to suffer and this is how they're going to suffer. <laughs> and I'm not going to stray from it. You know, they you know they don't even ask for, you know, for they don't request. Like, hey, can we do this? Because I'm going to be like, fuck, fuck off. You know, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> we're going to do what that's I'm going to do. Street, yeah. You know, so nobody comes up to me. But, you know, I think we have a good balance because – you know, I would say me and Colts are very, like, down the line where everybody else kind of varies and, like, they'll do their thing. So I would say I haven't really changed as much because I think there's a good balance, you know, throughout the system, throughout the program. Mm-hmm. But that was good. I don't know how we got off on that topic. But <laughs> Let's talk about this. So we're here now, right? You guys are here now. This is where we're at in the industry. Like, where do you see it going? And, like, what are your predictions, like, in mm. five, ten years? Like, hey, where are we going to end up? Where should we be heading? Um, Individually? Us as an individual? Or, <laughs> or, or like, New York City like, female trainers? Women, I would say women in general. Like, Where should women? Yeah, where do you see us? Industry? Where do you see you, your species, you know, or your sex <laughs> oh. kind of, like, go from where we're at here and where would you like it to be? You know, I think it's made leaps and bounds the last 20 years, leaps and bounds mm-hmm. on where we started. Like, you know, even 
doing some research on this project, you know, like I thought one thing and then when I was reading, I was like, that was kind of like an old way of thinking. Like this is a different, this is a different era now and it's very progressive. So just, you know, one or two things that, hey, this is what, you know, I would like to see. This is what I think it's going. Just, you know, whatever comes to the top of your mind. Uh, let's put you on the spot. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> well, can we start with the White House? Um, <laughs> wrong, wrong direction. Oh. <laughs> Bring it back, Hollis. Bring it back, Hollis. Smaller scale. Smaller scale. Bring it back. Smaller scale. Oh, okay. Um, I think... Uh, White House, check. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I love seeing... Um, more events like high rocks come in um, or like the obstacle races. I love seeing men and women competing on the same field, doing the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's really exciting. Um, I love these new events that people train for and they have, when they go to train, they have a purpose. Um, I think that purpose is incredibly powerful. So like finding more things to train for that are purposeful, whether you're racing, um, or you're skiing or you're rowing or you're lifting weights and it's like hitting those benchmarks, you know, it's like today I'm going to lift 135 pounds five times. Sweet. Then you hit that and, and then you can like kind of move on. So I'd love to see like more of a shift to to those goals. Um, I don't know exactly how that would look in a broader scheme or in the White House, but that's just kind of where I'm <laughs> heading. <laughs> okay. um, I still think – I've seen this a lot with clients everywhere. I still think we have a long way to go in terms of um, – Eradicating the myths that like bulking will make you a, a small man. Ooh, that, I was gonna, I was gonna end with that. So nobody can talk about that. And, oh well, okay, great. Okay, uh, on to no, Gary. Ahead, I like has ahead. nothing else to say. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I I'll think just... clearly that's one of those things that's like come leaps and bounds, and that's amazing. And we've come so far from like the first female bodybuilder. Um, and our uterus will not fall out when we run a marathon. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it won't happen. Um, amazing. Yeah, I think there are still a lot of women. I get it all the time. I literally just had one of my best friends the other day say, well, I don't want to come to training lab because I want to have a lean dancer body. I don't want to lift weights. Like you can't make me pick up a weight. And I was like, ah, it's 2020. When I still think that you're going to turn into like a big, I'm going to turn into Ruben if I start lifting weights. Like my body will never be that large. It's just impossible. When I get that comment, I literally ask them as they're standing in front of me, do I look like a man to you? And if your answer is yes, then fine. Don't come to the training lab. <laughs> but if your answer is no, I slightly kind of want to look somewhat like you. Then pick up a damn weight. And sounds like you're doing something wrong. I think the the main thing that I would like to see women doing is just honestly keep crushing all the men's bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. you think I can't win a powerlifting meet? Like, you better train and you better win that shit. Like, I just think that... Women just need to keep crushing it. They need to keep, like, advently laying their mark down and, like, not taking no for an answer. And at one point, you guys are going to give up. You, you, <laughs> you, you. Oh, damn. Yeah, we'll I'm, like, we'll I'm, number, like, I'm outnumbered. There's four of them. The engineers, I'm like, I got to run out of here. Yeah, yeah. Right now, you're in a room of, yeah. of six to one. I know. I and know. there are females <laughs> running this podcast and making it work. So I'm just saying. I. Are you in a corn, Gabby? Something that is I'm huge into and 
uh, progressively going to end up making most of my career out of is the mental health side of what's going on in the health world. So when it comes to females, I feel like it's a very, very female dominant field right now. And it's going to be more and more popular to help out with your, your brain ski and uh, work on your mental health. So I see that being a big thing in the future when it comes to health and fitness is bringing things, bringing, trying to chill the fuck out, but also <laughs> being strong as fuck. So they can both be like work a together. level play. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think that I was, I'm just surprised that for an industry that's driven by women, mainly women, for a very long time. It's, it's taken so long for them to be kind of, for, you know, frontline, you know, leaders at this point. You know, like, obviously, we have a lot of, like, smart women that are running, like, big brands and doing big things. Um, I was just surprised how long is it took to kind of get here. Not that we're, we've arrived, but I think that it's, it's, going, it's heading in the right direction, you know? Like, look, like, we're going to, you know, we just hired a new female trainer at the lab, and now it's, like, an even split, like, 50-50. Like, that's just – I would have never thought that, like, five years ago, you know? So I think that that's very, um, that's very telling. I think there's a lot to come. Um, but like you said, I, a lot of women have to these, – all these myths have to be broken, especially in fitness. There's so many of them. Well, I think also it's like – it's people like us that – who make what we do accessible. Um, it's, it can be really intimidating for women to go in and lift a barbell, right, or like do Olympic lifting. And they may not know how to start or who to ask or, or like the first step, you know. And so it's like if we can show them that way, um, then more and more people will do it. I mean you think about like how – like Jane Fonda <laughs> – who I love. Um, she started, you know, her VHS tapes and like you could do those at home. And that was like an introduction to fitness for a lot of women who had never done fitness before. Right. So like she kind of paved that path. And then there was jazzercise. And think about like that was the first thing that women could do that was exercise. And right. Pu- because in public. Like, yeah. Because pe- women didn't go to the gym and, and right. lift. Right. And so it's like you can see those small steps being taken. Group fitness opened up this whole new world to us. And now it's like we're crossing that line into the big gym. We're crossing that line from like the cardio room to the weight floor. Right. And so then when we can continue to help women see that that path is actually wide open, then you know that we're like we're doing our job really well. We're representing really well that's good and i think that um that was one of the things about when i started the training lab right like i'm like look nobody not a lot of people touch barbells crossfit yeah except for crossfit a lot of but not a lot of women touch a a barbell know how to touch a barbell and you know from from an owner's perspective like our strength classes we have just strictly strength class that are just lifting they're like primarily mm, women all Mm -hmm. mainly women and which i thought i me and Coulter sat down and we just and we kind of designed that program to attract males, <laughs> you know, and it's it turned out to be the complete opposite. And it's also, I mean, I'm looking around the room. I'm probably like 10, 15, maybe 20 years older than you all lovely ladies. So I've grown up in a different like environment, right? So for you, CrossFit is like, oh, yeah, of course we do CrossFit. That shit's new for me, right? So like that wasn't right. around when I was in college. 
that was when I was in my 30s. And that was something that was totally foreign. So to know that like 20 year olds are coming up and thinking that CrossFit's always been around, it's it's new. You, you know, it's it's new in this fitness world. And to think about how quickly that grew, then you recognize the power in your lifting class, right? You're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, women really do want to lift. So, like there is a space, but there is a need, there is a want, there is a desire. Um, and so it's like filling that as we continue to, to grow. Yeah, and, and it's exactly why um, we are expanding our strength program just because – and when we sat down and we talked about it this week, I was like, well, we need to bridge the gap between someone that hasn't ever touched a barbell – Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and get them in there. Like, how do we do that? You know, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, we can make more complex strength programs, but I, I want to go the reverse because I think, like you said, it's an untapped market of people that are like this is so new to them that it's like, and because of the environment and the culture now, like they, they want to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's okay now. Yeah, it's acceptable. Yeah. I get a person, at least one or two people every week who have never touched a barbell yeah. before. And right. they're almost always women. Like last – I think last week I had a strength class that was nine women, just women. And I was like, whoa, so, so badass, so, so cool. Fun. But like half of them, yeah, had never touched a, a weight before. So it's, And they're yeah, afraid the need to tell there. you. The need is there, yeah, they're and they're timid. afraid to tell you. And that's why they're there, yeah. you know. I tell them we're going to learn today. <laughs> we're going to figure it out. <laughs> That's what I tell them. You're going to learn today. Well, ladies, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, thank you. For being thank here. Thank you, Ruben. You know, I, I hope the listeners listen to everything that we have to say. And I think that, you know, as clients, you know, you have to, you know, go into a class and you have to kind of like erase any of your preconceived notions of who's te- of what a person looks like and how they teach a class and it's like look especially you know whether you know we're, we're specifically talking about females but it might be male like look just go in with an open mind you go to class take the class and you know give it your best effort i think that's the that's the biggest the biggest thing for people like you just clients that are people listening clients that go into a class as for an owner like i you know i just hope people realize like look having you know, women in your team is very important. And I've learned that, you know, in the last couple of years because I haven't, you know, for eight years I didn't have any, you know, female trainers. And the last few years have we've had a lot of them. And it's like it's good. I've learned so much. And I think it's – it's it, they deserve a seat on the table and being part of an organization because this is going to make you better. Um, so thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed um, listening in to us just – chat about this shit thank you thank you thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe and be sure to give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to until the next episode keep pushing keep learning and keep getting uncomfortable